have you been coming to the waterline? Have you got the date for the date? No, but I can find it. it well, since, since before it was opened, I've been coming into the bay. Yeah. And I've been coming into the the, um, the marina here since it was built. Right. It was first started. What brought you to this? What made you decide to stop along here? Um, <clears throat> it's 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 where it's sited. It's very well sited for provisioning a boat yeah. to go further north, and particularly with a courtesy car. Oh, yeah. Where do you come from? Is this where you start your cruising? No, I, I start in Manly, the Manly Boat Harbour. Yep. Manly, Queensland. Queensland. Yep. And is that where your home is? No, I live in Sydney, on Fitwater. And so, how long, how many months of the year are you cruising for, and how many are you? Well, average about seven, sometimes longer. Cruising? I would say average seven. So you head off from Pitwater? No, I head off from Manly. You head off from Manly. How do you get from Pitwater to Manly? By car. By car. So your boat I used to go. I used to travel up and down the New South Wales coast. Yeah. But I had a charter boat on Pitwater at that stage and it had to yeah. go back to Sydney to work in the summer. Right. So I had to take it. Yeah. But now the boat that I have isn't in survey and I'm not using it for charter work. Right. So I can leave it in Manly and I drive. Okay. When do you head off? What time of year? Generally about the end of April. And why April? I I like to escape the Sydney winter, and up here from April on it's very comfortable. And I always find May is a fairly stable month, because I like going out to the Swains, mm -hmm. and the weather in, in May is generally stable. Mm -hmm. Sure you get rough spots, but in the main it's stable. Yeah. So you head off from Manly, and where, where do you first stop? Um, Mooloolaba. Ah. No, I don't. I wouldn't just stop in Mooloolaba. Yeah. But it's the right place to position yourself to cross the Wide Bay Bar. Mooloolaba, in my opinion, is the pits. <laughs> it's difficult to moor your boat. It's in a river. Yeah. And the river knows how to run. Yeah. And I generally bring the boat on my own. Yeah. And my friends, when I'm, I'm in a place like this, my friends fly in and join me. Yeah. And we might go out to the Swains for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Or they'll join me in Bundaberg, and they'll come as far as we'll go via Lady Musgrave, and go into Gladstone. Yeah. This time. Yeah, I'm pretty fast typing. 
so how many and so you're mainly on on your own you're just saying i move the boat on my own always yeah it's it's uh, a waste of people's holidays to move to be on the boat going from a to b yeah it's better that they join the boat here yeah. and then they get their full time yeah. out on the outer roof yeah. or in musgrave or wherever else we might go if the weather locks us in we could be locked into island Head creek if the weather's bad yeah How, is it hard work sailing it on your own? Not at all. No? Well, the boat's set up so I can handle it on my own. Yeah. I, I, I build all my own boats. Yeah. I've got nine boats. Okay. And I set them up so I can handle it easily on my own. Yeah. I've had different yachts and I used to sail them on my own. Yeah. This one I've got at present, a power boat. Okay. What's your boat called now? Mandalay. They've all been Mandalay, except Ben-Hur, which is funny enough, is here in this marina. Okay. She's a Tasmanian boat and she was so well known, yeah. I didn't change the name. Yeah. What happened to Ben-Hur? She's here. Oh, she is still here? Yeah. Do you know the owners now? Oh, yes, certainly. Oh, nice. Yeah, we talk every time I come through. Yeah. And how long do you spend in each port? So how long have you been in Keppel Bay Marina? Well, I spent, I probably spent more time here than any other marina. I can't get out of Bundaberg quick sorry, not Bundaberg, Malulabar quick, quick enough. enough yeah. And <coughs> Bundaberg's nice and I don't say anything here at the exclusion of Bundaberg because yep. they're great. Yeah. They're nice people, they can't do enough for you. Yeah. Uh, and you can provision your boat there. Mm -hmm. But this is for me is a better spot. It's easier for me to dock the boat here because it's not in a river. Yeah. Bundaberg Generally, you've got to get someone to take your lines. Yeah. But it's it's good. I've got no bits with Bundaberg at all. And if we have to provision the boat to go to Musgrave, mm -hmm. we might stay in Bundaberg for a week because oh, yeah. I like it there. Yeah. When you're in Bundaberg, they've you got visit. very excellent shipping, slipping facilities, and IGA. In this is not relative to here, but IGA and Bernard Heads will come and pick you up and do your shopping and bring you back. Oh, yeah. Wonderful service. But here the higher car, the courtesy car is equally as good if not better. Yeah. This is the only the only marina on the coast that I know of with a courtesy car. Okay. It's also world priced. It's not up there with Hamilton Island, and it's a it's a premier marina, a yeah. premier spot, and the, the price is good average. Yeah. It's not the cheapest, but it most certainly isn't the dearest. Yeah. What are some of the other things you like? What brings what do you what brings you to the area, the Capricorn Coast, and what do you like most? Well, it's the same area? the same thing that brings anybody to any marina. It's where it is. Yeah. But, but here, if I, if I had to comment on this, what are your favourite things? The yeah, first thing I'd say would be the girls are very well picked yep. and very well trained. Yep. They are. They don't treat you some marinas, and I don't say this. I don't want this to embrace all marinas. No, but some no. marinas, you're a number, mm. and if you're not a number, you're the name of a boat. 
Yeah. And they treat you like you're interfering with their day. Yeah. And there are two or three like that. Yeah. And here, they can't do enough for you. They're very helpful and obviously well trained hmm. and well selected too. I would think. Yeah. I like the look. It's, it's with the palm trees and the gardens. It's quite good to look at. Yeah. The marina this here is very handy. Yeah. The restaurant is oh, very yeah. handy. Yep. What about the um, the region itself? What are your favourite things? The climate. Yeah. Without the shadow of a doubt, the climate. I have. <coughs> when you're here, I don't have wheels, so the region isn't significant to any extent. Yeah. But you can provision the, the boat very easily here. Yeah. With two majors in town. Yeah. And there's everything you want here. Yeah. It's got fuel and food and if you want a few days off it's a good good place to look at and yeah, it's you get out to many of the tourist attractions around town, no. the walks or the no. by field or anywhere. So you just go from the boat to in and out of here. You don't get out to any of the um, I don't know, do you, the township itself or is there any other parts of your that oh, you like? Certainly. Over the years I've done work on the boat here. Yeah. And this town is 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 um, it's quite good at services. Yeah. They have good plumbers, good everything that you need here in Nippoon. You don't have to go to Rockhampton. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Okay. But I, I'm not into going western sightseeing. Sightseeing. No. no. Yeah. There's a beautiful beach here to walk on. Yeah. You get out walking a, a bit. Yes. Yes, yeah. I do. Not so much now because I've got a crook leg at this time. Mm. But I used to walk over up and down that beach. I go down and back. Oh, it's yeah. a beautiful beach it's low tide to walk on. Yeah, yeah. And that's another big plus here. Yeah. Whereas in Bernard Hedge, you, it's a nice place to walk, but you walk around the river. Yes, yeah. But I like walking on a beach. Yeah, exactly. So what does a typical day look like for you once when you pull into Keppel Bay Marina? That's, that's difficult. How do you mean? What do you Well, what, what would you do, you do if you get up You get up in the morning? Do you work on, potter around on the boat or do you go for a day no, sail? No, generally come I back? come in, the first thing I do is reprovision the boat. Yeah. Restock the boat. Because I could have been, been away from a marina for probably two or three weeks. Yeah. I don't hurry. If I get the right weather, I, I'll stay at Keppel for a week. Yeah. And if I get the wrong weather, I'll stay at Keppel for two hours. Yeah, okay, yeah. So if you're here for two or three weeks, what are you doing every day? No, no, I'm only here week. for a week. A week, yeah. A week. And this week I've been doing little odd jobs on the boat, mm -hmm. and I'll provision the boat tomorrow, bits and pieces that I need, and I'll I'm going back to Sydney. I've got to get my legs sorted out via Brisbane. Uh -huh. I'll fly to Brisbane, pick up my car, and yep. drive and drive to Sydney. So if you were in a port for one, two or three weeks... I wouldn't stay in a port for three never, weeks. You never stay no. longer than a week? No. Sort of thing? A week is absolute... I'm not a... Especially if you're not a sightseer. I'm not really a, a sightseer or a marina person, per yeah. se. It's the open water that you yes, love. I, yes, most certainly it is. I do what I've got to do to the boat. Yeah. And stay as little as possible in the main... What do they call it? The mainland. Yes. Yeah. What do you love about cruising? About? Cruising. 
the freedom, I think. The space and the freedom and the isolation, the solitude. Yeah. All those things grab me. It's, a, yeah. it's genetic. My father was the same. Yeah. Exactly the was he a, he a cruiser? No, no he wasn't, but he had different types of boats all his life. Yeah. Generally little launches and things like that. Yep. And it wasn't practical when we were kids to have boats because we lived on a farm. Okay. Not practical at all. And not, not heavily in the water. Yeah. But water's in the blood. Yeah. Well, I don't think there is blood. I think there's salt water. In the veins. <laughs> There's a great freedom about boating, if, providing you're not boating to a schedule. Yeah. If you've got the time, um, then that's when the freedom is. Yeah. And what are the challenges of cruising? Well, there's a challenge just being on the water. I mean, challenge. I suppose, I suppose that the main challenge is getting there safely wherever you're going. Yeah. That is the main thing. Yeah. And that generally gets back to the, the condition of your equipment. Yeah. That would be the main thing, yeah. to get there safely. And next after that would be get there as comfortably as possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how do you achieve getting there as comfortably as possible? Well, you have the right sort of boat. Yep. That's the first thing. And what type of boat is yours? <coughs> this one or the eight others? This one. <laughs> eight other boats. Wow. This one? This is... This is I mean, nine boats and this is the pick of them all. Yeah. It's a boat that was built in South Africa and it was powered from South Africa. It's had a visit to the Seychelles and Indonesia and all those countries on the way. Yeah. Wow. Did you sail it back yourself no. from there? No. No, I bought it here. Are you the, how many, how's it been owned before you? Before I don't know the number in, in this country. There were two before me. And what's on board your boat that makes it comfortable, I guess? First of all, the design. Yep. And it's stabilised. And mainly the design. Yeah. It was designed by a fellow called Lavranos, who now works out of New Zealand. How do you spell that? L-A-V-R-A-N. O-U-S, I think. I think it's O-U-S. Out of whereabouts? He works in New Zealand now, but this, oh, yeah. he designed this boat when he worked in South Africa. Okay. And I've been interested in boats all my life. Without yeah. boats, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. <coughs> so, I mean, as a country. Yeah. Um, and this... It's, it's a very good sea bath, which has proved itself coming from South Africa. Yeah. It's, it has a schooner rig for bad weather. Yeah. And 
I've taken it to New Caledonia and it's, it's very comfortable in the open ocean. How many does it sleep? One, two, three, four, five, six. And it's your favourite, you would say, out of the nine boats you own? Or no? Well, I used to cross oceans a lot. I, I, I was obsessed with New Caledonia. I used to go backwards and forwards. I think I've had 13 trips to New Caledonia. Oh, yeah. And I had a yacht to do that, which I built. Yeah. It was designed by a man called Peter Cole. So... I've also spent a lot of time at Lord Howe Island. What takes you there? It was handy to Sydney. Yeah. It was only um, 75 hours, averaging out, averaging probably 68 hours. Yeah. 75 was on the top side. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a gem. It's yeah. an absolute gem. Okay. But then I discovered New Caledonia. Ah. And that's different different culture, different altogether. And New Caledonia was close, it was only five days because I used to sail from Sydney. Yeah. And it's much more varied, of course, than Lord Howe. Yeah. Different nationality. Yeah. What do your family think of your cruising? Do you leave um, family behind when you head off for your seven months? Well, I only have a daughter and two sisters. I've been doing it for so long. They don't half. They don't half the time. They don't know I've gone. <laughs> my daughter does. I tell her when I'll be out of phone range. Yeah. But my sisters, they're cruising around and doing other things. Yeah. We don't get together and, and we're, we're we're widely dispersed, so we really don't get together till Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Are you home by Christmas? When do you? So you say head off in April. Yes. And you head home? I'll probably go back down sometime in November. Christmas in Sydney? Yes. So what were we talking about up here? Oh, so we're talking about what you love about the challenges, uh, just being on the water and getting there as comfortably as possible. Part of getting there comfortably is having the right boat. Yes. And what else? How, how else do you get? Is that the main thing of well, getting no. comfortably? <coughs> no, it's a good idea to keep an eye on the weather. Yeah. Pick the right day to sail. That's providing you're on the coast. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going from here to New Caledonia, you, you can't pick the weather. Yeah. You can pick the day, the two or three days when you leave. Yeah. But you can't pick it all the way. Yeah. Uh, you can get a five-day forecast, but days one, two and three are fairly certain. Mm -hmm. Day four can be a little bit unusual and sometimes five can be very wobbly mm -hmm. and sometimes they're all spot on. Right. And with forecasting these days you can get weather from here all the way into the marina in New Caledonia. Yeah, right. But once you're out there, doesn't mm -hmm. matter what the forecast is, you've got to put up with it. Yeah.
And you, and you need, I'm also a coward. Yeah. A devout coward, really, isn't that? <laughs> In fact, I've been practicing all my life. And I would like, whenever I buy any boat, I'd like to, I keep in the back of my mind that if, if, we, if it gets very nasty, it'll save my life. Yeah. Hence, I have monos because I think they have a better chance of saving your life than a cat. What's a mono? A single hull boat. A mono hull. Excuse my ignorance. Preferably a, preferably a with sails. Yes. <laughs> And how did you learn to, to sail? Did you teach yourself? Or? Yes, I did. Yes. Um, a neighbour had a thing called a VJ and he asked me to, would I be interested in buying it and I'd never heard of a VJ. I've yeah. been on the water since I was at school yeah. with my father in launches. Little, we used to go fishing yeah. out down the south coast. And so I've been on the water since I, I, can, I was probably about 12. Yeah. On and off, that is. Yeah. <coughs> hello, hello, goodbye, goodbye. Are you off? Is she treating you nicely? Yes. <laughs> That's good. Pick up. Matthew's doing our school pick up. I was going to say, early this week. Oh, yeah. okay. My okay. life's history being unfolded. Oh, really? Yeah. Is there stuff that we don't want to know? No juicy details. There's probably so far. half that you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we only want the juicy details. <laughs> good luck. See you, Kylie. Since you were 12, and you, and you said he, your dad was loved the water as yes, well. Yes, definitely. Yes, he couldn't. When we could get away from the farm for holidays, he couldn't wait to get on the water. Yeah. But he never had the chance raising a family. I've never, I've never been married. <coughs> but I'm not unusual. No. My beautiful daughter. Yeah. <laughs> don't you, that, I don't want that to cross your mind. <laughs> no. You sound too busy to be married. You're never home. I, this is why I've been on the water all my life, because I've never had a wife and a family. Yeah. There you go. When I had the chance to get on the water, I built boats and off I went. And I've been on the water on and off ever since. Some years I, I used to spend, when I had the yacht and I'd go to... New Mirror and the New Hebrides and places like that. I used to be on the water probably 10 months of the year. Yeah. And uh, when you were sailing and, and you were away for so long, did you have like a regular day job that you had to go back to? No. No? No. When I was, when I was in business, I, I used to sail on weekends. Okay. And what did you used to do in business? Uh, <coughs> I used to, um, I was in the hardware business. Yeah. I used to distribute hardware over around the metropolitan area in Sydney. Yeah. And I had a, a one-off outlet as well, a retail outlet. Yeah. And I've been in other things as well. Yeah. But that was doomed. I'd been to America. There's probably no point in putting this down. This is just a matter of interest. Yeah. I'd been to America and I'd seen bunnies. Oh, and I yes. knew they were coming. Mm-hmm. And they would have put me out of business. Mm. And I was lucky enough, I sold it to the Hong Kong and Shanghai Bank. Right. Um, 
mainly, well, they didn't want the business, they wanted the real estate. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't get out of it quick enough. Mm. I was very pleased to see the whole lot go. Yeah. And that put me in a position then. It was a, a company, I only had shares of it, but I, 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 without being married, I'd saved enough and I got enough out of this to start boating. Yeah. And I built the yacht mm. and the yacht um, I had for 25 years. You can work on it yeah. and do all the design work and build it as you want it built, yeah. but you can't do it physically. Yeah. If you do that, you, it's probably 10 years out of your life. Yeah, yeah. So you had a team and you helped... It was an alum, the yacht was an aluminium boat, yeah. and that required specialised uh, technical skills anyway to weld aluminium. Yeah. So how old were you when you started full-time sailing and you didn't have a day job? Gee, I don't know. Full-time, 35. Between 35 and 40. Do you ever get sick of sailing and Never. cruising? No, but I make, I make a point of not doing it all the time. I yeah. don't want to live on the boat and I don't want to sail 12 months of the year. Yeah. People that do that, they get a bit strange, don't put this down, but they get no. a bit strange in the head. Yeah. People that live on boats, because yeah. their world does this. Yeah. And suddenly their world is their boat, yeah. and their dog that's on it, yeah. and things like that. And I, w I want other interests as well. Mm -hmm. And I have other interests. What are some of your other interests? Well, it used to be women, but <coughs> not anymore. Huh. Oh, and no, no, I'm very keen on gardening. Oh, yeah. The place that I live on, I've got a, it's a quite a big house oh. down in Sydney. Yeah. I really enjoy getting back and getting yes. into the garden. Back onto dry, yeah. stable and I like, land. And then I like fraternising with my friends as well. Yeah. And. I go on holidays with my friends and visit them, mainly down in Victoria. Yeah. And I've got good friends down in Viridale and I visit them. And that gets you away from the sea and away from the boat. Yeah. And after about four or five months, you look forward to coming back again. Yeah. I want to look forward to going and meeting friends and fraternising to some extent and socialising. And at the end of April, somewhere about there, I look forward to coming back. This is all, I don't print all this sort of And once you get back from Sydney, where, where will you sail to next? I will go up to Island Head Creek, and I could well spend three weeks there. I've just spent three weeks in Island Head Creek. Okay. You've been to Island Head Creek? No, I haven't. Uh, well, it's not for everyone, <coughs> but yeah. it is—it's beautiful to look at. Yeah. It's—it's it's solitary. It's remote. It's—it's—it's it's, it's 
it's good physically. The beach is beautiful to walk on. Yeah. It's three or four kilometres of beach that goes further north. It's hard sand and it's very, very pleasant walking. Yeah. I can I can get enough fish there to feed myself. Oh, yeah. And my you've got to have some sort of purpose for being there. Yeah. And one of the reasons I'm there is I catch my eating meal every day. I yeah. set out in the morning to make sure I've caught the evening meal. Yeah. Well I can live on fish. Yeah, right. Awesome. And it gives it also gives you a purpose. Yeah. Something to do through the day. And is that similar to what you do at other ports where you would pull in from a week or more? No, if we, if I'm out on the outer reef, we, yeah. we go diving. Diving. Not scuba okay. diving, but yeah. uh, free diving. Whether it's Lady Musgrave or whether it's out in the Swains. Yeah. And there we might we might stay out there for three weeks. And I do that with a friend and his wife, and we've been doing it for about 40 years. When you say the swain, it's S-W-A-I-N-S. And what is the, what, what is the future hold for you cruising-wise? Will you continue to cruise? Do you think you... Well, that's, that's governed by my age, yeah. Yeah. My, my ability to get on and off the boat and move around. Yeah. I would like to keep doing it. <coughs> Next year, <coughs> I would have gone out to the Swains with a couple this year, but I've got to get my legs sorted and that yeah. interfered with everything. Yeah. But if, providing I'm well, we'll go out. We'll keep going. We'll go out to the outer reef. We might go up as far as Mackay and come into Mackay and back down the coast or something like that. Yeah. Or we might just go out from here yeah. and come back to here. Yeah. It all, when you're boating, it all depends on the weather. The yeah. weather dictates what you're doing all the time. It doesn't matter with any outdoor activity, whether you're walking or mountaineering or whatever you do, yeah. the weather will make it or break it. What would you say to other people thinking about starting a cruising life? Um, take up golf. <laughs> but you love it so much, you don't want them to just crowd your space? Well, it's look, it's a great life, but you've got to either do it on your own or 1% of the female population, maybe 2%, like boating. Yeah. In the main they don't. It's yeah. insecure and it's in a female to feel secure. Yeah. Because she's producing children, she's got to protect them and it's it's in her genes that she wants to feel secure. Yeah. And they don't on boats. Yeah. Now if you've got the wrong person you won't go boating. You'll do it once yeah. and the boat will sit on the marina then forever, going yeah. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I meet I meet a lot of people cruising and mm -hmm. very few women want to do it again. There are some that are dedicated to it and they they love going off each year to somewhere. Yeah. But there are a lot that don't. Yeah. A lot that are there under sufferance. Yeah. And sooner or later they'll say, I want to stay. Yeah, I want to go back. Yeah. 
I met a lady the other week here, um, she was sailing for Parkinson's on Scaramouth and um, she's, she lives in Sydney too actually, in Balmain and she's been away for eight weeks and she plans to be away for a year and she said this is the only time she's seen females be more interested in coming on board on the cruise because they know that it's, it's owned by her and sailed by her, they feel more secure to come on board and, and be part of her crew. And each place she stops into, she just by word of mouth ends up with new crew members to help her. But she said she has She's probably a, had a few. A gregarious, she is. A social sort of person, and yeah. I'm the reverse. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm I'm very happy with my own company. Yeah. That's probably why I've never married. Yeah. And one of the reasons we're a number. One of them I thought was a bit expensive. <laughs> You don't get married, you don't have to get divorced, and it's much cheaper. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'll save this. I think the marina's been here since 2000. I, I, I really don't know. Oh, look it up, yeah. <laughs> but the first time I came in, there was no marina, just the pile berths were there, yeah. but no marina. Wow. And you had to tie up to a pile where the two. The service stations used to be a little shop, oh, and yeah. you'd hurry up there and buy bread and bits and pieces. But you yeah. couldn't get out of here quick enough. It was yeah. all mud and sand flies and yeah. terrible place. Yeah. Now it's without a doubt the best marine on the coast. There's yeah. no doubt about it. It's also nice here, but it's not it's not a gated marina, yeah. and, the, and families can walk around and look at boats. And, yeah. and I think kids love this. Oh yeah, they do. But, yeah. You hear them on the marine, they're having the time of their life. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's that's a big thing. But it also locks families into the restaurant and yeah. the marina and the area. It's like an experience. Yeah. yeah. We'll go down to the neighbor. Yeah. It's it's a very well run operation. Kylie's a pretty smart woman. She is a smart cookie, yeah. isn't she? Too right she is. Yeah. And she's got these days here for kids and Yeah, did you see the play, soft them. play on Monday or yeah. the little eats? I, I did, yeah. yeah. I made sure I was well away from it. Yeah. It's quite <laughs> <laughs> It's quite fun. I, I hate I, kids I and they hate me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> but um, but she's she's a very slick operator. Yeah. No doubt about that. Have you met her dad? Yes, a couple of times. Yeah. I haven't met him yet. Mm, well, it's a experience. <laughs> I've heard. I tangled with him here one night. Yeah. <clears throat> I had a steak, I was on my own. Yeah. And the waiter said, this is going back probably five years. Yeah. The waiter said, did you enjoy the meat? And I said, it was good. It was excellent for Queensland meat. He said, what do you mean Queensland meat? I said, well, Queensland meat is Queensland meat. It has good flavour. It knows how to be chewy. And he went up, and Richard was just down the two tables down, and he went and told him. <laughs> <coughs> Richard came up to me and said, what's this about Queensland meat not being the best? I said, Richard, you've been in the meat game all your life. You know as well as I do yeah. that good meat comes out of cold country. Yeah. In this country, it'll come out of cold Victoria, cold Tasmania, or cold somewhere. Yeah. The same in America. Yeah. If you want good meat, it'll come out of the snow country. You eat Texas meat, yeah. it's like Queensland meat, yeah. it's chewy. Yeah. It has good flavour. Mm. 
You need your own teeth. <laughs> Didn't, right. he didn't like it. Didn't appreciate it. He stormed off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know whether he knew my name or, <clears throat> or who I was, but yeah. it's a fact of life. doesn't matter where you eat meat. Yeah. The colder the country, the better the meat. The meat yeah. <clears throat> I had an experience in America. Yeah. I'd, I'd only ever eaten Australian beef. Now, I ask, can, can I have a... If I'm, I don't eat much red meat at all because, mm. according to the local science, it's, it's not good. Mm. It's, we can eat too much red meat, mm. and they're looking at it very closely relative to cancer. Oh, okay. <coughs> anyway, that's by the bottom. Yeah. But I want, if I want a piece of meat, I like it to be Angus yeah. out of Victoria or somewhere where it's cold. Yeah. yeah. You pay for it, yeah. it's more expensive. <coughs> But if you go to eat it once a, once a week or once a fortnight, yeah. eat it, eat good meat. Meat, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you eat it every night, I don't think it matters. Well then too, it's, it's not as um, special if you're eating it every night. <coughs> if you're eating it all the time, you don't like it as much. Either. I find it, it's heavy for me. I'd much yeah. rather eat fish. Yeah, no, fish is good. <coughs> anyway, I was in America and we went out to dinner one night down to a place called the Country Club. It wasn't a country club, it was just a restaurant. Mm. With a great big brazier in the middle. Yeah. And you you picked your meat out of a Bain Marie sort of thing. Yeah. And paid for it there and took it out and cooked it yourself. Oh yeah. And the, being Americans they're slick. Yeah. And as soon as you sat down, you'd already pre-ordered what you wanted to go with it, a potato or this Sorry. and that. Yeah, and yeah. the waiter would see you sit down and bang. Yeah. The other course is there with it. Yeah, like that. okay. Yeah. Anyway. I'm with this Australian who came from Albury, who's heavily into the meat business. He was into, I think, um, exporting semen or something like that. He was heavily into the meat business. Yeah. And he's standing beside me outside yeah. the Bain Murray. He was a friend of, of this friend of mine that yeah. I was standing with. And he said, that is the best meat you'll ever tasted, taste in your life. Mm. And I said, how do you know? He said, I can tell. He said, it's grain-fed beef from Montana. Mm. Just by looking at it, it wow. nice. this black's a bit more wanker. <laughs> <coughs> I went back and cooked it without a doubt. Yeah. I have never tasted anything like it. it was good. Even in this country, yeah. I have never tasted anything like it. Wow. It was the texture was fine, the yeah. flavour was out of this world. Yeah. <coughs> While they're all putting on their their coats and getting ready to go, I ducked back to the Bain Marie yeah. and I said, like behind the counter, where did this meat come from? Oh, he said, that's grain-fed beef from Montana. Oh, wow. Anyway, later this bloke, oh, I forget his name, we went back, we are having a drink. I said, how did you know? He said, I can tell by the marbling. Every state and every type of cow yeah. has a different marbling. Yeah. And he said, Montana beef, has a wavy marble through it. Yeah. He said, if it had come from some other state, he said, I could pick that as well. Yeah. It was made backwards. Wow. I've never tasted anything like it, even in this country. No, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I love steak. It was a, an interesting experience. Yeah. <coughs> I see, if you don't mind if I, how old you are, can I ask? Of course you can ask. Can I ask? I'm 84. 84. 85 in October. What date in October? 10. My son and my husband, 
both have the 29th of October birthday. Yeah. yeah. And where did you grow up? I was just thinking. In New South Wales? Yes, in New South Wales. A place called Carlingford. We had a farm there. 30, 35 acres of hobby. It wasn't a hobby farm. My father bought the farm so he could feed his family when the war was on. He said, if food gets scarce, he said, we'll grow it ourselves. What sort of a farm was it? It was mixed. We used to, we used to grow stuff for market, vegetables. I used to grow a lot of vegetables. Yeah. They didn't go to market, they went to a little, a little shop down in Eastwood, yeah. which was a suburb not far away. And she was always after fresh vegetables, so everything I could grow I sold. Yeah. At one stage I was making more money out of the farm than, I, than the teachers that taught me at school. Oh, and you've got two sisters. And do your sisters still live down that way? <coughs> no. No, one lives in Manly and the other one lives in Hawksnest. We're, we're very scattered. Yeah. And my daughter lives in Mombara, so... Oh, that's right, yeah. Other family members live in other places. So it's very difficult in a Sydney like... a city like Sydney... Mm. to visit people. Mm, yeah, the traffic is massive. And, yeah. and it's a big city. It's the second largest city in the world, area-wise. Mm. You travel for hours and traffic and yeah. and we're not getting any younger yeah. and it becomes a bit of a chore. Yes. Sitting in traffic, breathing in there. fumes hour after hour. Yeah. If I if I visit my daughter, it takes me two hours to get there, two hours to get home and I spend an hour down there. Yeah. It's all out of proportion. Yeah. Well that's how it used to be. Yeah. Now they come up and spend the night. Oh, they good. they come up and stay. Oh that's good. Got two great kids. Yeah. Um and what happens to your house when you're away? Is it just sits locked oh, up? Lock it up. Yeah. Lock it up. Yeah. Haven't got into Airbnb and renting it out? No, not at all. No. Not at all. Yeah. I can't spell computer <laughs> and I don't want to. The day will come when I might have to get into computers, but at present, if you don't need it, don't have it, and I don't need it. How do you stay connected with people when you're sailing? How do I what? How do you stay connected to people when you use your phone? I have a thing called a flip phone. Yeah. My mum has one of those. Not one of these. Yeah. A flip phone. Mum has it's that. It's designed for making calls, receiving calls, and picking up missed calls. Yeah. And I can't see that I've got this far that I'm going to need a computer in the near future. So all your I know. I know it's being an, an isolationist and not embracing modern technology but it also fits my philosophy is if you don't need it yeah. don't have it yeah. and at this stage I don't need it <coughs> and how did so your navigation is all done on paper maps and things? it used to be not now it used to be done with a sextant and paper charts my dad had a sextant my dad's a well that's the only way pilot. you could navigate yeah there was nothing else yeah I had a funny experience in in Vila I'm this American said to me, would you like to have a look at the boat? And I said, yes, I would. And he's got this box thing with all these things going on. I said, what's that? He said, that's a, a GPS. 
I said, what's GPS? He said, it's a, go, a, a global positioning system. Yeah. And it, I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Literally in this country, we'd never heard of it. Yeah. The Yanks had heard of it, and it was in Europe, but not mm. here. Mm. And I said, I've never heard of a thing like that. And being a real smart ass, I said, yes, but it's electronic. What happens if it goes down? He didn't move his feet. He reached under the bench. He said, I've got another one here. <laughs> it shot me right down in flames. I'll never forget it. Things that stick in your mind, and that's one of them. That's what he did. He was ready. <clears throat> now, now anyone can go to sea. All you have to do these yeah. days to go to sea is learn how to push a button. Yeah. And not that difficult. And everyone has GPS. Oh yeah. No, we've got plotters now. Want to go from here to New Caledonia? Just put a line down and follow the line. Yeah, right. Anyone can do it. You don't need to be a seaman anymore or a navigator. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was just thinking, can I get a photo of you in front of your boat? Oh dear. That'd be alright. I don't take a good photo. Oh, I'm sure you do. No, I don't. I promise you, I don't. <laughs> <coughs> if that's okay? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Very good. A bit breezy, isn't it, today? One of, one of the oddballs have come through the, the marina. Is that how you go down? No! Is that how you go down? No! Oddballs that come through the marina. No, I haven't, I haven't actually figured out my angle yet. I thought I'd wait until I did this story and then I'll have a play with it. It's like. I always but think when do I do, do journal, Are you a journalist as well? Um, mainly, I, do, I have done journalism, but I prefer to do like feature stories and human interest stories. I don't like the hard news stories and the sad stories and, uh -huh. and things like that. I try to do stories on things that I'm actually interested in that I think other people would be interested in, not just That you have rapport with? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like, I like meeting people and finding out their story and, um, and being able to share that story other people so that you know, everybody gets to know who's around them and who's in their community. I think it's all part of the fabric of the community, meeting those interesting people who take the time. You've been like this all your life? Uh, I've, I've got into it probably about 10 years ago. I've always been in sort of advertising and marketing type fields, but started writing stories probably, probably five, six years ago. Yeah, and this is stuff that I really enjoy. And with, I've got three boys, so I sort of stopped and started. Yep. And I've got a little 15-month-old now, so I've just, just in the last sort of two, three months, started back working again. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, no, I really do enjoy it. I said to Kylie, I love coming to work for well, you. And up paid up for here it. in this part of the world, you've got to have something to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not. Uh, there are some mothers who don't go to work until their kids go back to school, and I, I need something else. Yep. And I think too, it's good for, oh, for the children good. to see that. I work it's good for them and good for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. So that's what I like doing. All right, let's go and have a look at the boat. <coughs> my number one woman. Yes. Up, praise on. There's a French dinner here tomorrow night. Yes, the Alliance Francaise. Well, I've had some great experiences with the French in New Caledonia. Donia, yeah. And some terrible experiences in France skiing. Ah, Very you can arrogant, I've insular people. There's no doubt about that. Right. In New Caledonia, they're just the reverse. It's really, I've heard that, that they're, they're very 